0: Our Run the real featuring Mike. Terry. Fox. And Dan. And we are back continuing our month of horror that we actually planned perfectly this year. Yes!
1: It's still going. We're doing it, boys. We're doing it.
0: We've done it. Recording in advance.
1: I've never felt so proud.
0: It's so spooky, and Fox picked this uh spooky or maybe not very spooky movie. What did you pick, Fox?
2: How dare you! It's beyond fear, beyond terror. It's The Brood. The ultimate experience in inner
0: terror. What What is this, Fox? Why'd you pick this? Give us some, uh, some info here.
2: Well, you know, I've been meaning to watch some more Cronenberg films. I've been unfortunately lacking in my knowledge of the Baron of Blood.
1: Is that what he's called?
2: Apparently that's his <laughs> nickname. Who is this? <laughs> This
3: Cronenberg you speak of. Give us a, the Fox Jackson
2: rundown on David Cronenberg. My understanding of Dave is that he's a pretty weird director, but <laughs> I think he's kind of considered <laughs> one of the old masters of body horror and special effects and makeup. Also known as the king of venereal horror, apparently. Venereal?
3: What does that even mean? Let's define
2: venereal relating to sexual desire
1: ah interesting
2: which i think kind of sums up a lot of cronenberg's uh works what
0: other cronenberg has everybody seen this is my first one
1: i've seen the fly
2: yeah i think most of us know the fly
1: oh man i love the fly i also saw um what's it called i think it's called a history of violence by him and that's like a lot different than his other stuff. It's still got some gross stuff in it, but it's really more of just, like, there's no real creepy sci-fi or horror stuff in it. It's, uh, like, about a retired gangster hitman guy who goes and hides in a small town, and his past catches up to him. It's good, but it's just a little different than, yeah, what you'd expect.
2: (laughs) That one's pretty, pretty new, isn't it? Or at least in terms of his career.
1: The 2000s. Yeah, it's later in his career. I like him so far. So far, he's been a a hit, all three movies I've seen. Wait, I've only seen The Fly. He's showing his hand early. <laughs> well, hold on. I might have spoke too soon, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this is the first one I've seen. Nice, and what is your impression of Cronenberg?
2: <laughs> uh, it's weird, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is so weirdo.
2: You know, I feel like we're getting first impressions out here already without Mad Mike asking us what our first impressions are. So I'll... Uh, I'll throw out that I feel like this is kind of like proto-Cronenberg from what I know of him.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt that too. feels a little early, I guess, in his work. Not quite as refined as what I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I don't think I really like this one. I'll just say it right off the bat.
1: Oh, why not?
0: You know, I just went in wanting something like The Fly, and this is very much not anywhere close to as good as the fly was for me and then when it showed me like what the uh, things were killing people i kind of was like wow that that that's it that's what you got <laughs> there is a gnarly scene um at the end of this movie with his wife and that was i was expecting a lot more of that and not so much um bunk bed disfigured uh, children and parkas smashing people with snow globes it seemed really weird, but not a good weird. It was just like, wow, this is weird and dumb. I wouldn't say it's dumb. I'd
3: say it's different. It's a really it's a neat idea, I think. I get
0: it's a metaphor for um I was reading the trivia about it and uh David Cronenberg and his wife were going through a divorce when he wrote this, and they were having a custody battle over the kids. So I get that's like the underlying Theme he's going for here, but I don't know. I didn't like it so much. I was actually kind of bored most of this movie.
2: It is a pretty slow burn. I'll give you that.
1: I liked it except for the kids stuff. That's really yeah. This, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I thought the kids stuff was kind of lame. Like I, I don't think it's as scary as it wants to be. The ending is when it gets scary. Yeah, with the actual like gross body horror stuff. But the kids never really instilled fear in me. It's almost like a slasher movie for a while. It's
3: pretty clear that's what he's going for with it. I mean, he they totally rip off Psycho um, any time the kids start killing somebody. So I don't think this is necessarily supposed to be scary. That's just what the marketing wants. Because, I mean, this is one of those... I hate to say it, because it's not really true. One of those, like, the director's like, I'm being real smart and clever with my movie type of films and marketing departments have a difficult time trying to get what the actual movie's about across with those types. So I think that it's not trying to be a super horror scary movie. That's just what the trailer and stuff wants you to believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the, the stuff that's not scary is the stuff I actually really liked about it. So they did good, but the The stuff he's really wanting to focus on, I felt like.
3: It's more a science fiction
2: thriller, I'd say, than a horror movie. I can see that. Kind of like a Ray Bradbury feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the 70s, too, and horror had not really Late 70s. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah, this is definitely the
2: 70s style of horror and not the 80s yet.
1: Yeah, it's not as, like, over-the-top horror.
0: Yeah, movies like... uh... The Exorcist and Carpenter movies. So there was a lot of horror in the 70s.
1: Yeah, but not the same. There's like a vibe to it, though, I feel like. Where the 80s, there's a shift. And this definitely feels more 70s horror to me. Like, it's slower. Like, what's that movie? Invasion of the Body Snatchers? It feels a lot like that. Where it's just like, you know, most of it is just the drama and them talking. But every once in a while, something spooky does happen. And then they go right back on to living their lives. But... You know, there's always that weird thing in the background.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking I watched another Oliver Reed movie, Burnt Offerings, from 76 a few months ago. And it was very much in the same fashion. A lot of exposition, a lot of metaphors for family drama and struggles. I do wonder if that 70s style is kind of a product of the time coming out of the golden ages there and into the 80s.
3: Not necessarily, I don't think. We've got... Lots of movies that explore the themes that this one does. Not in the same way, which is what makes this one stand out quite a bit, but that's like an (laughs) ever-present discussion, because it's an ever-present discussion in real life, when people are actually going through all that, and they need some way to express their feelings of rage, in particular for this one, or Or other feelings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah, I do think the kids just aren't scary, though. They don't really look that scary. They look weird, but they never seem, like, overtly threatening to me. Even, you know, they're murdering people, but it's not... I don't know. I didn't really get a sense of fear from them.
0: I'm right there with you. So let's talk
3: about
1: that, actually, then.
3: Um, Because there's a lot of horror films that have killer kids in them, or are based around kids for all the majority of the fear. Like, when I was watching this, I I thought of Children of the Corn a lot, just because, I mean, that's a really famous one um, that stars killer kids. But it's also not very good. What? Uh, <laughs> in comparison to this one is, like, a joke. How dare you yeah so what is it about kids that doesn't work in horror movies when they're the the killers
1: i don't i think i think they work pretty well in children of the corn i like that movie and i like the book of course but that um,
2: movie's a classic
3: it might be a classic but so is friday the 13th and not for good reasons <laughs>
0: hold up here I watched Children of the Corn with Dan and Dan was hiding under a blanket while he was watching (laughs) Children of the Corn well no I wasn't it comes out no I wasn't we watched it for a Halloween one year and I saw
3: it (laughs) you wanna know why it's because that movie is full of jump scares and I am not great with jump scares (laughs) (laughs) that's why but it doesn't really it's not very scary you don't buy the kids
2: it's full of bad cgi
1: it's not full of it there might be like a scene of it but
2: like at the end a scene it doesn't work i don't
3: think and a lot of killer kid movies don't really work for me it's just because it's like it's a kid just smack them and move on you're an adult (laughs) you're gonna it's like you can just smack the kid or kick him and he's going to be down for the count probably just because of the size and muscularity differences. So it's like, really? And it's like, even if they have a weapon, you're faster than them too. So it, they have to have like, to even be close to being scary, they have to have some supernatural type thing about them to make it work.
1: Like, The Omen does it perfectly, I think. That movie's awesome, and he's creepy. The
3: Omen, I haven't seen it in a while. Damien is pretty creepy. What stands out to me in that one, though, really isn't like when he's trying to outright kill somebody. It's more like like when they try to take him to the church and he like freaks out. That is those kinds of scenes in there that made it work for me. Otherwise, it's like I wasn't too terrified of the kid, even if he is um, the Antichrist or son of the devil. I forget which one. Or like the Exorcist, right? The Exorcist is pretty terrifying when the kid gets turned into the demon or whatever. And those are all like supernatural things that make them scary. Whereas like Children of the Corn really isn't. And I think that's why it doesn't work so well for me personally this one is kind of in between both i think so it's weird what do you guys think
2: on the topic
0: (laughs) of what kids
2: being scary yeah killer kids and movies and stuff i would say of all the horror villains they're probably the least scary for me
1: I don't know. I think, yeah, it just kind of depends on how they're portrayed. Like, if they're slashers, it's a little harder for me to buy because, yeah, you're, like you were saying, the physicality. They have to be more of, like, a background evil or something, I think. I think that's what makes it better. Have kind of, like, an ominous vibe to them, but never, like, I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't know. When they nail it, I know, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, usually, it, I don't. you don't see a lot of kid movies, I guess, either these days.
3: There's a big stigma against violence towards kids nowadays that I feel like wasn't as present back then
2: after (laughs) seeing this and some other ones. I would say it was like even a theme with some frequency, especially in the 70s. I don't know
3: when it came to rise, so you can quote me for being wrong, but wasn't there back in the day a lot more awareness being spread around about child abuse and stuff like the 70s or like now no like back when this came out or maybe a little bit after around that time period where people start taking a more active role into making sure kids are protected from people abusing them really i i I don't know i might just be making something up i thought something like that occurred
2: well, that that's kind of what I was saying about coming out of, like, the 50s and the quote-unquote golden age, you know, where everybody's doing the nuclear family thing and having, uh, you know, what's that show? The Honeymooners behind <laughs> closed doors.
1: Not every family's perfect, yeah. And I think that's part of, you know, like, the horror of children, kind of, like, you know, you kind of see that in this movie, even, where it's like, I mean, keep in mind, I am not a parent, so <laughs> take all my things with a grain of salt, but... Um, you know, like you created something that could go so horribly wrong, I guess, you know, like it feels like it's that easy to just like do the wrong thing and they learn the wrong lesson and suddenly you've screwed them up. You know, that kind of fear. I feel like that's sort of where some of that stuff comes from. Um, but you don't see that a ton, I guess. I don't know.
3: That's definitely a big theme in this of, um, the children getting the traits from the parents. That's a huge portion of this film <laughs> and the themes in itself, so. which is a scary thought. Like if I was going to have a kid, there's a lot of things I wouldn't want them to get from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary. I get, you know, yeah, just thinking about like kids are so like, yeah, impressionable, you know, like you could just do the wrong thing. And it's just, I don't know. It's weird. Kids are weird, man.
0: I think we're kind of dancing around a couple of things here. Kids have always been in horror movies, but they're usually more of, like, a catalyst for the other villains to come after. Like, demons, All kids always see the demons, okay? Or They get possessed like the exorcist. That's That's been a thing in horror movies forever. And then also what you guys were talking about with kids getting traits from their parents or whatever, that goes into the argument, I think, are you born uh Like, naturally evil, or do you learn it from society, that kind of stuff?
1: Nature versus nurture, yeah. That's kind of how the omen is, yeah, where it's like, is this kid just evil, or can we, you know, like, teach him to be kind and gentle and not murder people?
0: (laughs) I I think we're getting way too out of loop here, or whatever you want to say about the kids' stuff here, because the kids aren't the main focus of this. The kids are just the killer this is more of a drama between um, the dad and his wife, and his wife somehow gets this like power to, I guess, become a surrogate mother to these kids who do her will subconsciously. So the kids aren't really that big of a factor besides the daughter in this movie, but she's only there to give emotional stake to the dad, and she's not developed at all.
1: Yeah, well, the dad mentions a few times... He's scared that he screwed her up and stuff. He's like, and people are always going like, oh, well, she needs a mother. You know, you can't do it on your own. And he's like, that's like his biggest fear, I feel like, in this movie.
2: Well, like that thing you just said of the kids, you know, do the mother's will there. I feel like is the the point of the the whole discussion there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the catalyst of the film is when she got beat and he was like, she can't be near her mother. You know, he cares about the daughter. That's like his main thing.
0: Yeah. He like cares about her. I'm not saying he doesn't but I feel like this is more of a drama between the adults and not so much about the kids. Maybe if the, like, killers weren't the kids, I get that probably defeats the whole purpose that Cronenberg wanted with this movie, but I just don't buy it. Like, they're goofy, they look weird, they're wearing parkas that... I mean, they look kind of freaky, but once you see one, you're like, wow, okay. (laughs) That's not scary, that's it. You just got beat in with two snow globes by that if it was like some kind of beast or something or some kind of monster i think that would have been done better but that does also defeat the purpose of what he wanted with this so i i see both sides but i just don't buy the kids at all i don't don't like it
1: i was kind of hoping they're bugs or something you know like i was really hoping they're yeah some sort of creature but no they're literally kids
2: they are kind of a creature. I mean, they have, like, a beak in their mouth and a weird nutrient sack. And...
1: Yeah, it's not like we see any of that stuff on them. They show it, like, in the dissection table, but they, for all intents and purposes, they look just like kids with a gnarly face. Like, that's it.
2: That is why I say proto-Cronenberg, because it seems like he's figuring out how far he can push it at this point.
3: I kind of disagree with you, Mike, on that. I think the kids are a big focus of this film and just as important to it as the drama between the the two parents because like like terry said the kids are the catalyst to everything and then like the little monster (laughs) babies or whatever are like born from the mom from her rage or something like that too so part of that's because she's take. Her kid's been taken away from her, too, so now she's becoming mother
0: to these (laughs) rage babies, I guess. I think we need to make a good distinction here. When you're talking about kids, are you talking about the killer kids or his daughter? Both. It's kind of hard, because if you haven't seen it, like, the daughter is one of the kids, and then all the killers are kids, and then there's a bunch of other kids in the movie, too, at one point when they go to school.
2: So there's a lot of kids in this movie. <laughs> I do think the daughter is at least partially part of the brood. She does seem to have some kind of telepathic connection to the mom like the other kids do.
3: And she's clearly messed up from everything going on.
1: And at the end, she's got that, the weird growths or whatever on her arm. So it's very mysterious. What is exactly going on at this like psychiatrist, doctor, whatever he is, like his lab? Or his practice, I don't know what so his he is a psychologist right, or psychiatrist, one of the two, yeah, people are getting weird growths from him.
0: that's part of his therapy. What's it called psychoplasma?
1: Is it like a medicine that he gives them?
2: Yes and no, it seems like the psychoplasma stuff itself is a medicine, but his therapy is like based on a real life kind of therapy.
1: He's like pretending to be the people in their life or whatever, right, like that's what he does, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I liked that. I was just confused about, like, where the growths come in from that. Like, is it just because, like, they're getting deformed because, like, they're embracing their dark sides inside their minds? It's from
3: their emotions, because when the star of the film, when he's doing his demonstration um, with the character Mike, <laughs> not the host Mike, but the character Mike, as the character gets more mad, you can see all his, like, his sores and stuff start opening up. It's all emotion-based. And then um, the main guy's wife, what'd they call her? Nova? Nola. Nola. I thought they are calling her Nova. Nola is like, she's so messed up from the trauma from her parents or whatever, and she's got so much pent-up rage from everything that he's able to use his... Therapy quotation marks to get her to birth these monster kids.
2: I think that one patient who's like suing him, who's like escaped the place, that's like, I have cancer and I'm suing. I do wonder if his like cancers are like those undeveloped sacks, like that the mom has. Could be, yeah.
1: The doctor was pretty interesting, though. I did like his like the performance at the beginning was just so weird, but I was just like entranced by it I was like is this actually his dad I thought it was like a play at first like he has like an audience come and see him like do his cert or his his therapy sessions it's nuts it's crazy but it's kind of cool yeah I do like it
3: yeah all the actors and actresses did a good job in this especially um the mom what's her name Samantha Edgar she did really good I thought I liked her and
0: Oliver Reed I did not like the dad much at all
1: I thought he was pretty good. I really liked that guy.
0: I don't know. I just kind of seemed like he was, to me, he was just kind of there. I don't think he really started acting much until the ending scene when he's in there with his wife. That was kind of interesting. But the rest of it, it just kind of seemed a little forced to me. But Oliver Reed and uh, Samantha Eggar did amazing.
2: The main guy did feel a little wooden to me. And I I don't really think I know him from anything else.
0: I I thought he did
3: all right. He wasn't as good as the other two, I'll agree, but he did okay. I do think he did most of his acting at the end, like Mike said. I
0: agree with you on that. Yeah, he just kind of like, major stuff happened. Like, people were dying, and he just kind of seemed meh about
2: it. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I do think my biggest complaint with this movie is nobody seems particularly concerned about all these murders. <laughs> like, why is nobody freaking out? Like, why are the cops just like, oh, yeah, you know, you see this sort of thing sometimes. Uh, we brought your kid in because that seems a little suspicious. But you know any reason why somebody would murder your mother-in-law? And he's like, hmm, not really. I eh. guess we'll go home now. Go to bed. Regular evening in. I
3: got the feeling he didn't care much for them since they were the wife's side of the family.
0: That does seem pretty apparent, but it's a murder. If she got murdered while your daughter was in the house, that dude should be freaking. And he's like just kind of sitting there, like, eh, yeah, whatever. Because we don't, guess we don't have to go there every month now and show up. You know, he was concerned for his daughter. Yeah, for like
3: a second. No, no, he was concerned more than that. That was a. Best acting he did was acting concerned for her, I thought. Well, when
0: he saw that she was getting abused, yeah, that was pretty good. But then there's a lot of movie in here between that and the ending scene, and he just doesn't do much for the rest of it. Maybe that's how his character's supposed to be, but I wasn't buying the character or the acting on that guy. So I know he can act, but... Maybe the direction was off on that, just to make it have a weird feeling.
3: He did feel very subdued throughout the film. Like, you could tell that he was pissed and stuff, but it was very subdued, more than what you'd
0: expect in a film. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't relate to him at all, because I was like, man, if I was in that situation, I'd be stressed up to my eyeballs. Maybe he's part of
3: the problem. Maybe he's so fed up with everything at that point, he's just stopped caring about most things.
1: Yeah, he's got one goal: getting his daughter out of the custody of his mother.
2: Two goals: getting his daughter and getting with her teacher.
1: And he kind of forgets about that after she dies too, though. <laughs> yeah, and even when she was like,
0: "I don't, I don't think we should see each other anymore," he's like, oh, "Well, whatever,
3: you know." I didn't get that out of it. I didn't think he was going for the teacher. Dude, he was definitely going. I mean, it could have been on his mind, but I don't think it was. He had too much going on for that anyways.
1: I think it crossed his mind as soon as his daughter was like, can she come eat with us? He was like, oh, hey, wait a second. And I think that's <laughs> when it clicked. He's like, this could be something to to <laughs> to try.
0: I just thought it was interesting. You don't get a ton of these movies where like you have the single dad who's trying to take care of his kid. A lot of times it's mostly like the single mother. Um, so it's interesting to see one focused on the other side of it. But I know Cronenberg was kind of writing about his situation. But it, I don't know. It just... I didn't get much emotion from that guy at all. And I was kind of like, dude, where, where is your emotion in this? You could have had so much emotion here showing your acting range, but it just doesn't happen. It's there,
3: but I don't think Cronenberg wanted to make it like that he's he still did it it's not like he didn't it's just very subdued it it didn't bug me that much back on the 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 dad thing i did like that aspect too because it's something different yeah because he was writing about his real life struggles
0: you know
3: which i was (laughs) i got that feeling watching it i was like this seems very personal while i was watching the movie so i was curious and when i was
0: looking at the trivia for it i was like ah it was personal dang how must it feel to uh go to the movies watch uh what your ex made and you're like oh man that was about us <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: wow that's how he feels huh wow dang
0: yeah, probably. and when it's a
2: Cronenberg movie like this, you're probably like,
1: oh, okay.
2: Probably wouldn't have gone and watched it if I was her, but... No. I would not think so. I saw that it said he based her off some of his ex's uh, traits.
0: Wow.
2: It was, it was like a big middle finger, I think, to
0: his ex-wife in that whole situation.
2: I know. He's a pretty weird dude, so I can't help but wonder if maybe uh, <laughs> maybe he's the weird one in this scenario.
3: Quite possible.
2: Which I think he was still fairly new at this point, even. I know he'd done some TV and short films up to this point.
3: He had a couple pretty famous movies before
1: this, Shivers and Rabid. Still pretty early on in his career, though, you know? He's just just getting started.
2: Yeah, I guess maybe he wasn't really pushing the boundaries on this one because, yeah, I think shivers was pretty, uh, pretty out there, pretty intense. A lot of, uh, <laughs> what's the word? I'm
1: vascular. What was it?
2: Oh, venereal. <laughs>
1: venereal.
2: <laughs> now this one does sound like a showcase
1: for the venereal <laughs> uh, aspect.
2: The king of venereal horror. <laughs> there,
1: that is that where that came from?
2: I'm gonna say so. I have not seen this one, but I think they did, like, a re-release for it within the last 20 years or so.
0: So, we've talked about a bunch of the themes and stuff of this movie. Let's talk about the scene. And I think I know what scene you guys are going to think of is the egg scene. Uh, (laughs) At the end. That was gnarly.
1: That was so gross, yeah. But that is what I was expecting going into it. I I thought I was going to get a lot more of that, but he was saving it till the end.
2: Uh, when she licked that thing, that was nasty. Man, did you guys read about that being like her idea? She got into the role. That is, yeah, really getting into the character there.
0: But that's what I was expecting. I was like, oh man, this is going to get nasty real quick when I saw it. (laughs) I mean, it was nasty, but it didn't get as nasty as I thought it was going to get.
2: I was watching this with my uh, fiance, who's like an animal biology person whatever you call those
1: <laughs> an animal biology person sounds yeah. right yeah. <laughs> maybe just a biologist is that the right word <laughs> yeah i mean you
2: know <laughs> knows about that sort of thing and we were both like Ugh! and i was like pretty gross and she was like it's so like animalistic like an animal would like bite open whatever you call that sack and then like lick the placenta off
1: it's got nutrients yeah
2: i guess that's what he. i don't know i didn't really get that vibe at first but i guess it shows the depths of her insanity that she's just full-on primal reproducing now
1: yeah i was with the dad on that scene where she's like you're disgusted by me and i was like no no (laughs) (laughs)
2: absolutely not
1: (laughs) yep really screwed the pooch on that one keeping her calm yeah I guess he wasn't expecting an egg sack, though. He kind of
2: failed from the start, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't believe him to begin with, did she?
0: I think this movie could have really benefited for me if they would have had one of those kind of scenes a lot earlier. Something to kind of hook me in the middle or the beginning instead of the kid deaths, because, like like you said, Terry, I was expecting a lot more Cronenberg um, body horror stuff in this. And you don't really get it till the end.
1: It does make for a memorable climax, though. I mean, that's going to stick with me for a while. But, I yeah, they could have built up to it better, probably, I think. I guess, you know, they have the guy with the throat thing that's kind of weird. That, that's like your first hint that something really weird is going on. But maybe get a little bit more of that would have been nice for me.
3: I think it builds up pretty well, because the whole time you know something weird's going on there. But... You can't quite place what it is. And then you have people show up or get out of the therapy and start talking it up more. And then it's like, by the time he gets there, you know something's going to be going down. But you're not quite sure what it is. So that way it's a shock when you do see it. I don't know what he would do to give you a hint earlier on without sacrificing some of the build-up for that that scene i mean that's what makes that scene the iconic scene of the movie is all the build-up to it
0: yeah but the thing is you have to buy into it and actually care about the build-up i didn't care about the build-up the most disturbing thing that happened in this movie before that for me was when that kid, like, kicked the juice out of the pantry and spilled it all over the floor. I was like, why would you do that? That's
3: disgusting. Yeah, I, I guess if you don't buy the the kids, then it, you're not as invested in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess there is buildup. Yeah, I just kind of wish, it's just not the kind I was hoping for, I guess, yeah, with the kids. They just weren't as cool as I wanted them to be.
3: They're not supposed to be cool, though. Well, well, no horror movies have supposed
1: to be... Well, maybe some are, but I, I you know what I mean. It's not I not, I don't know. It's not a... To me, it's not a good idea. Maybe that's a better idea, way to put
0: it.
3: It's
1: just, it doesn't look good. They're not scary. So I guess good is better than cool, but it just doesn't seem like it's a... I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. So that's, yeah. The buildup doesn't... With that doesn't work, I guess. That
2: might be the most scathing review I've ever heard TV give.
1: (laughs) I tried to say cool, but then he stopped me. It doesn't look good. man. (laughs) That's what
3: we're here for. (laughs) He
1: pushed me into this corner, dang it.
3: That's what I'm here for. I got to get the true feelings
1: out. (laughs) (laughs) Just for me, just for me. The kids just weren't a good horror device. And so when we finally do get the good horror device, then it's like, Uh, yeah I don't know I mean I loved it I loved the ending I thought that was the best part obviously but I needed more of it dang it just more yeah you you
0: sit through an hour and like 15 minutes of this movie when you're not buying it to get to that and then you're like okay this is cool this is what I wanted and it's so quick and then it's done but there just needed to be something somewhere in the beginning or middle of this to like hook you and get you more interested if you don't buy the kids because if you don't buy the kids you're not scared by them this is like not that great i mean it's not bad but it's kind of boring i was bored for almost this entire movie until the end
3: that could be what the very first scene was for then because you see him doing his psychoplasmic therapy on that guy and the guy's wounds are getting worse the more angry he gets. And you're like, what on earth is going on? So I think that's kind of why that is the opening. Because maybe he, he realized there's not something really the hook you in at the beginning of the film. So he doesn't want you to have a, a clue about what's going on. Because I'd say that's probably my greatest criticism for this is it works kind of like a mystery not really but it's not written like a top tier mystery where you can put the pieces together it's all reliant on people withholding information because patient mike not host mike shows up at (laughs) the guy's house at the end and basically is like look this is what's going on i could have told you earlier but I didn't because the director chose not to have me do it and you'd have no clue otherwise. So I do think that is the biggest weakness of the film.
1: Yeah. Cause he's not really investigating. Like, like in the beginning, that's his goal is to get evidence so that he can prove that he deserves full custody or whatever. But you never have like scenes of him going out and really like digging into stuff. He meets with like the other guy who's, having a court case against a therapist but besides that like he's not really digging that hard i don't feel like to find stuff that's not the focus though he's more focused on like his family
3: which is weird though because it has a lot of those scenes that you would think would be in a mystery where he's going and talking to people to try and figure out what is going on at this guy's place but he doesn't want to give away too much because then it would spoil the the big reveal of the egg sack baby thing it's a little weird
1: it it is weird yeah but i did like that first scene though i I think you're right i think that really drew me in i kind of wish we would have gotten more of that even of just like weird stuff with him like doing his therapy on other people even or something just to get like a variety of stuff that might have been interesting
0: yeah, see, that's what I was meaning, Dan, was... We, we'd already talked about how good that first scene was. Mm-hmm. But in between that and uh, the ending scene, if you don't buy the kids, you it, it's like a snooze fest, you know? You know,
2: I'll put out, I find something... I don't know. I know this is just me, but I find something kind of charming about, like, 70s exposition for some reason. <laughs> it's still in that, like, phase where they're doing, like, stage acting instead of, like, contemporary Hollywood acting. I don't know. It always just kind of pulls me in for some reason. I don't know why, but I kind of like it. Nothing wrong with that.
1: I will say, I, the, the stuff I did like, though, was, like, the human stuff. That's kind of what kept me invested, Was I was I did like the dad and all the characters, so... At least I had that to latch onto, I guess. Whereas with Mike, it sounds like you didn't have much, but there was stuff in here I did like, so I don't want to make it sound like I hated it.
3: I'm with you, Terry. I like the, all the drama going on between them because I, I don't want to say because it's relatable, you know, cause that's not what I mean
1: can empathize with it, maybe?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Terry. You can empathize with it, which is, I mean, that's always going to make it a little more compelling, of course, I think. But in the background, you've got all this weird crap going on. And then the movie itself is just weird because of the things we've discussed. So it's like, it keeps you... It kept me invested anyways, because I could empathize, and I was like, what is going on? I want to know what's happening, because I know something's going on, but he's obviously not going to tell me till the
0: very end. So, I've I've got something here. I don't know if anybody caught it besides me, but... The music says it's composed by Howard Shore, the guy who did Lord of the Rings. Anybody else see that besides me and Dan?
1: No, but I wasn't going to bring up the music.
2: That it's got a mean freaking score? No. What were you going to say?
1: I didn't like it. Wow. Get (laughs) out
0: (laughs) of here. I did not see that coming, but it didn't really stand out to me like his other stuff he's done. But this was the 70s, you know, so... He had 20 years between this and Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, he's got time to improve.
2: Those were some mean violins going nuts. Every track was like Charlie Daniels, but the whole orchestra. It reminded me a lot
3: of... It felt like Insidious got a lot of inspiration
0: from his score in this one. I may have to go listen to it again, because... I don't, I can't even pick out a standout of the music in this. I can't even remember what it was. I just remember that it said Howard Shore did it. I was like, no way. The opening track, um, when it's doing the title
3: and the, I almost said title crawl. This isn't Star Wars. The, the credits at the beginning and the title card. Man, that was freaky. Okay. Yeah. That was good. Now that you mentioned, I do remember that now. I will say he, M. Em- emulated psycho a little too much for me when the kids were killing people but other than that i thought it was pretty good not what i would expect from howard shore after seeing lord of the rings but is the
1: it is good i liked it there was one point that i didn't like i can't bring up what it. i don't remember exactly how it goes but it's like it's like where the violins go up and it almost starts to sound like uplifting and like almost a major chord at the end I didn't like that very much. Whatever that was, it did it like five times throughout the movie, and I was like, ugh, this just sounds weird to me. But there were some good parts in it. Yeah, I guess I'd forgot about the beginning. I thought the beginning part was really creepy.
0: Well, are we ready for some overall presentation then? We we talked a lot about this. A lot more than I thought we would. It's a lot to speak about.
1: So we've got a scale that we use to rate these movies around here. They go from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We all give a little summary of what we think about the movie. Then we try to average it out at the end if we can. Um, but sometimes we just can't. So who knows how it's going to go down this time, but
3: don't get mad at us, please.
1: Yes. Don't send your (laughs) children to us to make us decide. But, you know, I've got a little yarn to share. Um, you know, I went to, uh, to my, uh, therapist the other day, um, you know, just to check in on him and he looked really panicked this time. Um, he's like, listen, Terry, I need you to go into this room and just keep this woman calm. I have to go do something, <laughs> but you just need to, to keep her relaxed. And I was like, okay. And so I walked in there and, you know, she's just sitting there. She didn't seem so bad, honestly. A little creepy at times, but, you know, I was just talking to her and she's like, behold. And then she revealed herself to me. <laughs> and on, on her stomach and a little sack was a strange growth. She ripped it open and inside was a little note that said, Mike will go first.
2: Oh. Dang. Man, I was hoping Mike would be in the sack.
0: <laughs> Dang Let you. me go first. <laughs> Give me a
2: microphone. <laughs> that would have been so much better.
0: I don't know. I, I think it's, Kind of horrifying that this stuff keeps happening to you, uh T V and it's all telling you that I go first each each week on a weekly basis, these things happen to you.
2: It's just fate, just chance, <laughs> I mean.
1: Yeah,
0: so I wasn't a huge fan of this movie for the most of it. I didn't buy the kids, I didn't buy the characters, but the ending does have a cool Cronenberg scene in it and the beginning. It has a kind of interesting scene of dialogue between the psychiatrist and his patient. And it sets it up good. But the major portion of this movie is the middle part. And it is not very good. I did not like it at all. I was so bored that I have to give this movie a hard pass just based on that. I, I was kind of bummed that I had to spend four bucks on this movie. I think it should have been like one ninety nine or something on Amazon. It was one ninety nine on Amazon. No, Miles, it, what are you was. talking about,
1: man? Mine was four bucks.
0: I spent three ninety nine on this. <laughs> it was one ninety nine for me. I don't know how you're getting this, but um, I will put an asterisk on here that I love the Fly. David Cronenberg's The Fly was amazing. So I I'm not like gonna discount Cronenberg from this, but this one just didn't get me. Didn't hit me right at all. So I got to give it a hard pass.
2: I feel kind of bad. I mean, I, I think I'm kind of biased because I'll almost always, you know, instantly like a film from the 70s. I don't know what it is about those vintage movies, but just the way people talk in the weird way they act, I love it. And the middle section of this film is some hardcore slow burn exposition, some wooden acting, some great acting, pretty mixed bag of a plot. But I was pretty chill with it. I had a good time. Had a brew. Fiance and I talked about the plot while those slow sections were plodding along. So I gotta give it a watch it. It's got some pretty sick body horror at the end. It's got a mean score, in my opinion. So I think worth a watch, especially if you like David Cronenberg or if you're interested at all in vintage horror.
1: Yeah, I feel like I spent a lot of the time ragging on this movie, but honestly, I did like it for the... About half of it, I guess. I don't know. The kids are kind of lame. I didn't really like them that much. I didn't think they were scary or that threatening. They're just kind of weird. But, you know, I do get what the whole message is with that, what they're going for. So I guess that does help it a little bit. At least there's some, like, substance behind it. But I did really like the, like, the drama behind the horror, I guess, with the dad and trying to, like, get this divorce thing pushed through, get custody of his kid, all that stuff. I thought that was all pretty interesting psychiatrist is pretty cool all the performances I enjoyed quite a bit but I don't know it's just like yeah the horror elements themselves except for the end the end is pretty disturbing and weird just they just didn't work for me that well uh I think I'm gonna give it a watch it though um I think the good outweighs the bad in this one but I just think don't go into it expecting to be scared I mean I would still consider it a horror movie but it just didn't work for me necessarily so
3: this one's an interesting one, just because it's such a weird movie, and we've talked about it. Why it's kind of weird from the structure and everything involved in it, but I did like it. Um, I hadn't seen a Cronenberg film before, but I thought this one was pretty interesting. I'm still am not sure why the kid monster things didn't bug me too much. I, I thought it was fine, and kind of what they represent is pretty terrifying, I think, um, when you look at it all together. You can empathize with the characters and the um, what they're going through pretty well. And that kept me invested throughout the whole thing, and just wanting to know what the heck is going on. Because <laughs> they do a great job building up to that iconic scene, and it is pretty nasty uh (laughs) when you get there but it's pretty horrific at the same time which was nice because it's not a a real scary movie it's a sci-fi thriller with horror elements in there uh, to keep you on your toes when appropriate I think I'll give it a watch it I'm glad I saw it um I'd probably watch it again sometime but uh I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. So that's a uh, a watch
0: it overall, right?
1: Yep, I think so. Three watch and a pass.
0: Three watches and a pass. So there you have it. The Brood Run the Reel certified as a watch it. Apparently, you can watch it for either one ninety nine or three ninety nine, but we don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that. Happens. <laughs> Dang it, Amazon! I I want two my two bucks back. <laughs> so we go. We got one movie left uh, for our Halloween series, and I think, Mike, you're the last pick. What's it going to be?
0: Yeah, it's going to be Hostel. I gave a, a list to the group, and we had Siri roll a dice. Once we <laughs> narrowed it down, and Hostel was the one Siri picked for us. So if you don't like it, you can blame uh, Apple's AI. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I put this on the list because we were at Hastings. If you knew what Hastings was before it went out of business. And I was looking at the horror section and Dane comes over and he's like, hostile. I've heard that's supposed to be pretty decent. And it's just always been on my radar since. That was like eight years ago. But
1: <laughs> well, now's our chance. I've heard it's good for like, you know, what it is. I'm not I, it's in the 2000s, right? It's kind of in that 2000s horror kind of thing.
0: Yeah, which I have spoken my thoughts on 2000 to 2010s horror movies Multiple times, how they're just all nasty, and i-i think this is gonna be one of those, so. yeah,
1: we'll see, we'll see, so
0: it may be a roast, but we'll see.
1: I've been meaning to get around to it. I've always heard it, you know, touted around as one of the good horror movies out there, so we'll see, we'll be a judge for ourselves.
0: None of us have seen it right? nope, 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 hey, okay, so tune in next week,
1: yeah, will we be hostile to hostile, or will we not? But anyways, if any of you audience members out there have any uh, recommendations or thoughts about the movies we watch, what do you think about The Brood, all that kind of stuff, we want to know. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at RunTheReal, or you can email us at RunTheRealPodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. Do you think The Brood's a classic? Do you think it's even a horror movie? Do you not like it? Do you think the kids are lame? Do you think they're scary? We got questions that need answered, dang it.
2: Ooh, give us your thoughts on venereal horror, which is my new favorite
1: (laughs) genre of the week.
2: Why does that keep coming back up? Stop saying that. I've got a fever and the only cure. is Some venereal horror
0: <laughs> <laughs> quit that i don't like that
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah here's up guys we'd love to hear from you what's your this is the end of our halloween series uh so yeah let us know what your like scariest movies are what movies do you like to watch on halloween all that kind of stuff too that'd be fun to know
0: yeah tweet at us with your list
1: yeah give us your top uh however many you feel like doing uh, Halloween movies or horror movies
2: yeah top 5 venereal horror movies oh boy (laughs) quit that I'm getting
0: us out of here before Fox can keep this going up thanks for listening (laughs) to us tonight we really appreciate it guys this is Run The Real signing off